0: You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa.
1: Hey everyone, it's Lionel here. Oh, uh, it's kind of a strange day, just hanging out outside. It is July, I think, 14th. I don't know what day it is. Doesn't really matter. But anyway, today we're going to be doing a very special episode of it's a swap cast, so it's like a join between uh reno nonsense it's like swapping spit yeah and i'm also here with my my buddy mr Freddie correa out from vegas yo what's up so he's got a podcast also called uh, uh thanks for the invite podcast yeah where can you find that anyway
2: thanks for the invite podcast uh you can get it on itunes stitcher um pretty much anywhere anywhere you download podcasts from been doing it for about four years so it's up there um so yeah man we're doing a a swap cast it's gonna be dope yeah uh we're doing it up here uh on uh the outer courts of the pioneer center yep the pioneer uh this is where they do a lot of underground yeah they do they, they got the big pioneer center behind us the big golden dome you see on virginia street in reno nevada yep virginia street and mill and then you got the Pioneer Underground Theater, that's where the comedy club is. Goody, goody. Yeah, Reno Tahoe Comedy Club. So how you been, man? Been good, brother. Yeah. Been good. Just, uh, it's always good to come back home. You know, grew up out here in Reno. Yeah, because you first did your first set over at 3rd Street over there, like a couple blocks from here. A couple blocks from here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about six years ago, I first went up. Uh, first time doing
1: stand-up comedy. It was fun. It was it's kind of strange. It's like when uh, a couple of years pass by and you kind of see it go full circle. It's kind of weird. Like when yeah. you come back. Yeah. Like everything seems smaller. It does look, it does seem small. You're right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like now, now I live in Vegas. Um, it's crazy how um, even Vegas is not big compared to other cities. Mm-hmm. But when I come back to Reno, like from my mom's house to here, it's like a, quick five-minute drive yeah in vegas it's, everything's 15 20 minutes plus <laughs>
1: yeah especially with that heat
2: it's gotta be the heat, heat's horrible yeah yeah that's why right now i'm enjoying it out here
1: enjoying recording out here it's a nice weather Let's the, see what's the is weather time. It's a, it's actually pretty nice outside today it's like nice cool breezy but it's not like cold yeah it's like the perfect like the evening of like that movie stand by me Oh, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> Right now good. it's like 91 degrees. Yeah. It's like perfect outside right now because yeah. it's like we're right behind the building. So it's like the sun's behind the building. So it's like, yeah, we're like all in the shade right now. Yeah. So. And Reno's beautiful, man. Like this part right here,
2: just the scene right here. We're in front of the, the old Riverside Hotel, the courthouse right in front of us. So much history here. And then right behind us is uh, the post office. I remember coming here with my mom, the post office was right here at this building i guess now it's like some art art thing or something
1: yeah 50 50 south virginia some make your place in history i don't know something your, like that I maybe it's all doing.
2: maybe it's like a art uh history museum now about mm-hmm. reno or something no idea. you know what this used to be right this building before no. it was there you ever seen that house on um down here this white house It's like a really old house It's like on Vine over here. No. Okay, well, there was this house that used to be here. They actually lifted up the house. They moved it over by the convention center, South Reno. And then when I was a kid, they moved it again. Mm -hmm. They they actually lifted the fucking house. (laughs) So that house used to be right here. And there's a lot of history behind it. Because Reno, before it was called Reno itself, Uh it used to be called Lakes Crossing. Because this oh. rich ass guy with his last name was Lakes Or Lake I forgot his first name He built the first bridge crossing the Truckee River right here
1: Oh, okay That would kind of make the sense The very first bridge By It was like an old wooden bridge or some shit That kind of does make sense Because how mm-hmm. the layout is over yeah. here It's like right next to the bridge over here Yeah That kind of does make sense Yeah, oh. so before
2: Reno was a town He
1: was a settler out
2: here And he, 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 he built this bridge And he would charge people to cross over you know, people that had to oh, travel. like a toll. Yeah, like a toll.
1: Oh, okay. This Whoa.
2: motherfucker was so rich. And then he had his house right here. And for a long time, Reno was called Lakes Crossing before it was called Reno. I don't know why it got called, became Reno. I would it's, like to know They just that. changed the name. Yeah. That's I would like so to know. strange. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'll, does that house like still yeah, existing? Yeah. Yeah. It's down the street. It's, um, you know, where Arlington Park is right? Like yeah. a block that way. Yeah. If he go south where the, the where you that it curves a little bit on the left side it's right there whoa it's this white house like a rich ass old Victorian looking like one of
1: those Forrest Gump looking houses yeah yeah, yeah. exactly it looks like, like, like Forrest those. Gump's house <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah because like I lived here my whole life and I never knew that yeah I gotta like look I that love up history. and research it. that's crazy yeah dude uh, so it, like it you know what it reminds me of it's like that uh remember that movie stand by me stand by me yeah. yeah it's like like it's like i just like just went on this journey and i saw a dead body and i came back <laughs> that's crazy yeah yeah so what do you think about this whole uh floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor thing
2: oh yeah dude i've been following it i, I was just watching the the end of the tour i guess yeah they did London. that four-day tour yeah um There's so many thoughts going through my head about it. Uh, Everybody on Facebook is talking about it. Uh, People are getting pissed off, talking about Connor, like saying he's a racist, and Mm -hmm. and I'm just
1: watching it all. But at the same time, it it looks so fucking fake to me, dude. Yeah, it kind of gets that like four days in a row. I mean, there's only so much you can do, like four days in a row, and just be mad at someone. And it's annoying. It's it's very annoying that like.
2: Um like McGregor he interrupts Floyd yeah he interrupts Floyd and and he he's just like heckling him mm-hmm. and as a comic I'm like that motherfucker needs to get kicked out <laughs> yeah yeah but I think Sammy. Oh look Sammy just showed up What's up Sammy say hi bitch
0: What's up bitch
2: <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to go downstairs and okay cool then right. Later man hey good to see you Ask Wayne if you could do the podcast, dude. Uh, 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 All right, bro. I'll see you later. Sammy's going to be on the show tonight, too. Ooh. Sammy Uh, Solorio. Um, Yeah, dude, but, uh, like, people are getting pissed off, and I think, obviously, they're doing their job. McGregor's pissing off a lot of people. Yeah. Doing the racial shit and all that. Yeah. Um, And then
1: I'm disappointed in Mayweather. His shit talking's not there like you it used to be it's just about like money I think it's like after you've done it so many times yeah. you just get wiped out after a when while he, when they did the tour with uh, De La Hoya I mean
2: he did a lot of racist shit too he brought chickens and yeah and he would wear the Mexican flag you know he played the, the, the heel the bad guy
1: yeah yeah he, he did and it's weird it's very weird seeing it the other way now I think one of the things too is that uh, like McGregor's Probably, like, one of the only opponents he has where, like, if they actually had, like, a street fight, he can possibly lose to, to McGregor. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, with a lot of the other opponents, I don't think that's really, like, a factor, like, in his in his head, Yeah. But, like, yeah. that's got to be, like, yeah, you can... I can beat you in boxing, but, like, if this is a real fight, yeah. it, you could definitely For do sure. some damage. Yeah, For especially sure. with that ground game.
2: McGregor would destroy him. Yeah. And that one thing that annoys me, too, is, like, on today's press conference... Um, McGregor put his hand On On his bald head Yeah On Floyd's head Yeah And yeah. I'm like That's so like it, That's what makes me feel like This is all gotta be fake And he's just putting up with it They're all putting up with it Like because it's money Yeah Mayweather's talking to shit to the fight and, Yeah And I think they're selling the fight But But I think they could've done A better job with this tour And not make it look so fake when, Then When Mayweather did Was it yesterday he called all his bodyguards to do the Voltron. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, they oh ran this, up is, on him. this is fake as fuck. Yeah, yeah. This is fake. This is all bullshit. Yeah. They're just gonna go out there and spar. It's gonna be like a spar. And everybody thinks Mayweather is gonna win because obviously he's gonna beat him by points. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe. But then again, uh you know who Sam Tripolius? Yeah. Sam he said P. on the podcast and he's I I think he hit the nail on the head. This Mayweather might lose, because how much more money can you make on a second fight?
1: You see that? Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know. It's uh, there's a, obviously there's a lot of money involved, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's just like he hasn't fought in like two years, and also you're forty, mm-hmm. and Conor McGregor he's also a southpaw, and there's so much. I don't know exactly how you break the the Philly shell defense, especially mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. boxing. Yeah, but one thing that uh mcgregor doesn't have there's like not a lot of boxing footage on him yeah but at the same time people said that you know it, it's like he doesn't box all that good and his speed's all that good but i think when you enter a fight camp i think you have to like dis- you can't disclose any information on anything yeah because i think it's either either he did it on purpose or i don't know
0: well it's that, that game, video man. they
2: showed of uh mcgregor Boxing, Hmm. uh, moving all slow. That was from a while ago. Yeah, it was like over a year ago. It was released. Yeah, and um, I guess it was one of the guys that was training him released in to Mm -hmm. to show that McGregor doesn't stand a chance or whatever. You know, against Mayweather. But um, if we put all the bullshit aside, this whole fucking circus, because it just looks like a circus. This whole promotional tour, it's it's it looks so fucking fake. It's it's so bad. It makes WWE look real. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So, it, it, it's almost like, remember the, the WWE promo? Yeah. Where they were standing in front of the camera. The camera. And then they and would do their threats. The, the WrestleMania. Hogan. And, yeah. Uh, Booker T. Booker T. and like, get you nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it almost looks like all this, uh, this is all a circus. It, it's, it's horrible. But when we put that aside, if you're able to, and, you, and then, like, you start talking about the actual skills in the fights mm-hmm. i mean i'm a fan of mayweather i i like yeah. Mayweather. like uh every time he's fought like especially when he fought canelo i was so happy he beat the mm-hmm. shit out of him and um the only time i went against mayweather was when he fought de la hoya because i guess it got to me the circus the mma or the wwe shit. he, he really pissed me off being a hispanic dude <laughs> yeah yeah um but at the same time it was like I wanted I wanted uh, De La Hoya to win, but Mayweather just outboxed him. Yeah. He was he's a smart fucking fighter. So when you say like when people say, Oh, but McGregor's punching it. but McGregor has never boxed how many
1: minutes is it? Three minutes? Three minutes, three minutes, so like twelve, 12 rounds thirty six minutes altogether. Yeah. He never boxed that long. Yeah. But he's just tiring. Yeah. And then also you're taking out like the the ground grappling exchanges the elbows the knees like if you like if you go to sometimes i'll do jujitsu sometimes but like when you go because sometimes we'll do like 10 minute rounds mm-hmm. so that way the five minutes they feel like nothing yeah but when those five minutes when you first start you're exhausted because it's yeah. like you're you're trying to do all these transitions if you're on the bottom or whatever yeah. and the, there's all these factors that are in but yeah i don't know but like with three minutes I I would think that uh Connor's just working on nothing but cardio for the time being and conditioning. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. I
2: think uh I mean he's a bigger dude. He's taller. Mm-hmm. Longer reach I'm thinking. But if if Connor doesn't win, if the, if he doesn't do damage in the first 3 to 4 rounds, yeah. I don't see how this could go like for McGregor. I, I you know, like Mayweather is an expert at outboxing people.
1: Yeah. He doesn't need to knock people out. Yeah. And then also as the longer the fight goes, the more he's going to be able to start timing him a lot more. Uh Uh-huh. And he's going to have that defense on his side. Yeah. And he's also going to have the cardio. He's like the boxing thing is just like he he can read what someone's going to do before it even happens just by the body movement. Right, right. Yeah. And he figures people out.
2: It's almost like he gets... um. He gets plugged in to the Matrix, Mm -hmm. and he downloads the other fighters' moves, and then he's like, okay, I got this. It's like when he fought Mosley. Mosley actually took him down to one knee or something. He got it hard. And then after that? Mayweather fuck, fucked him up. Yeah. Like, and he, he knew what was coming.
1: That also happened, like, in the second or first round. I don't remember which one. Early. But, like, yeah, it happened really early. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, he can get caught. Yeah. But if it goes longer than four or five rounds, he's going to start getting his timing down mm-hmm. and start moving his head a lot yeah. bit more. And then it's just, like, when you start warming up and stuff, yeah. it's just, like, you start getting into that rhythm. Yeah. And then especially if a guy like Floyd, who's good defensively, who's been boxing, pretty much everybody mm-hmm. you know and then he has that on his side he also has floyd Mayweather a senior he also got some knowledge of his uncle roger the black oh, mamba yeah, yeah. it was like there's so much experience in just that game alone yeah yeah dude it's like it's like if floyd went to grapple with a black belt in jiu-jitsu uh-huh. like even though he has you know he probably has done some jiu-jitsu yeah. but like oh, I doubt it yeah it's like so? it, cause you just have that so much experience yeah. if you're gonna roll with like someone who's in his weight class like a like a Gary Tonin or someone yeah. that's like 140 like a Crone Gracie or something yeah. like that it's like it's just it's the the timing the mm-hmm. time that you and the years that you put into it yeah and that's something that like you can train all you want but if you don't have those years behind you right yeah it's that experience is huge one of the funny parts
2: of this was on the press conference was when uh mayweather said you know it doesn't have to be a ring i'll beat the fuck out of you anywhere i'm like <laughs> I'm pretty like, much yeah. i i mean mayweather said that and i was like Mayweather, you yeah, can, in a street fight or it's like scary, no, dude. you cannot fuck up McGregor. Yeah.
1: You could definitely not fuck him up, but like you know, like if McGregor, I mean, if Floyd Would grew up in like this era, like. And he w- had some ground skills to mm-hmm. where it was like, where he had like that wrestling background to where it was like a Chuck Liddell to where he could keep the fight standing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he would, he, he definitely would put a lot of people like on the canvas for sure.
2: You think so? I think Mayweather.
1: so. Like if, let's say if you take the time back and Floyd still had the, the oh, skills of I mean, his. Like, like when he had those
2: UFC fights where all they do is
1: stand up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like this sure. recent
2: fight with, um. Michael Johnson. That was a great fight.
1: Oh, Justin. I uh, forget his last name. Like his last yeah, name is kind of weird to the say. The guy that's
2: undefeated. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like, where's, where's my... Uh,
2: where's, where's the other me? Or where's, the, where's, the, where's my competition? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot
1: of guys at 155 too. That to, was a great fight. Yeah, because you still got Tony Ferguson. That would be... So, a, can that guy fight McGregor? Which one? Tony that, Ferguson? No, the guy that beat... Uh,
2: Michael Johnson. Johnson.
1: I think he. I think he was in probably way? like. Uh, I don't remember what ranking Johnson is, but I think Justin. That uh, I. Uh, I'm not sure if that's his right name, but I, I'm pretty sure that's his name. But yeah, uh, I think he has at least one more fight before. Before he uh, goes for, like, a number one contender around that area. Yeah. I think he's still... I'm not sure what what the rankings are, but I think Edson Barbosa might be still in the mix. You also got, of course, Tony Ferguson. If Khabib can make the weight. Yeah, because even he was going to
2: fight McGregor at one point.
1: Yeah, and I believe... uh, I think Khabib is supposed to fight McGregor if he comes back from... And I believe they were saying that it was supposed to be McGregor and Khabib in Russia somewhere. Yeah. But then on the other side, Tony Ferguson, he's the number one contender. So how do you not give him the fight? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I like with McGregor, like it's it's awesome what he's doing, but he pretty much like tied up both divisions at 145 yeah. and also at 155 as well. Yeah. Because like after he beat Aldo. And then he went to 155, and then he fought uh, Eddie Alvarez. So it was Nate Diaz at 170, then mm. the rematch, and then Eddie Alvarez. But you still got a ton of guys at 155, though.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's It was Justin Gaethy. Gaethy. Yeah. G. Whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. What ranking is he, does it say? Let's see. Because I think Tony Ferguson in one. Khabib would be two. Edson Barbosa's got to be somewhere in three or four. Nate Diaz would probably be like six, somewhere around there. I'm on Wikipedia, but no, it doesn't say. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what the rankings are for. Yeah, but there's still there's still a lot of fights at 155 though.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's and then um, you know, like I watch a lot of fights, a lot, a lot of UFC. Ever since I moved to Vegas, even more. Yeah, I've always liked it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I I I'm bad with the whole, uh, what do you call it the the, the 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 weight classes. Oh I yeah. I don't keep track of who's in what and yeah. Sometimes I'm like is this guy able to fight this guy? You know like, you know, because then you got the little guys like like TJ Dillashaw.
1: Oh Dillashaw and Garbrandt. Cody yeah. Garbrandt. yeah. Yeah.
2: One thirty five. And that's not gonna happen now
1: because yeah, I, cause I think cody, cody had like a back injury or something like that mm-hmm. and then there was talk about that tj dillashaw who's 135 he was supposed to go down to demetrius johnson yeah and i heard that demetrius johnson turned down the fight and he was supposed to fight somebody else i don't exactly know for sure yeah. but i think that's what the case was and <laughs> uh uh i think uh what you call it uh that'd be a, a really good fight for for both Demetrius Johnson cuz TJ Dillashaw he's not only is he bigger he's got that wrestling background yeah, I like and he's him, definitely either. got that cardio for sure yeah so i think that's a lot that's a really tough fight for for uh demetrius and i think the only guy that he lost to was Dominic cruz i think and who he also fights at 135 uh-huh. yeah cuz i then think then Cody beat yeah, him yeah yeah so i watched the whole season of this last Ultimate
2: Fighter, The Redemption, mm-hmm. and uh, I kept up. I, I watched every fucking episode. Yeah, and yeah, Cody. That's another person that pissed me off. Like, kind of annoys me. Like McGregor, mm-hmm. um, and I like McGregor, but it's just annoying the like the shit that he's been doing with Mayweather. Um, but um, but Cody in the season, did you watch the season? Mm-hmm. No. Oh man, he would do the same shit, and he would call T.J. Dillashaw. He would call him a snake and say he was uh, a bully yeah and the whole season cody is the one that was doing all the bullying and all the childish shit like there was one part where they grabbed uh you know the big poster on on the gym that has both coaches they Mm -hmm. they they put like (laughs) tape coming out of tj's mouth shaped like a snake snake yeah Yeah, like a snake tongue and it's like you're doing all this childish shit and then okay now i'm sold i want to see this fight yeah and uh shit happens he got injured or, or something about his stomach
1: yeah I think he had I don't know I from what I heard he had to get like back surgery or something back, like that that's yeah what I, I heard it was like a yeah. the back back uh something to do with his vertebrae yeah. or something like that so that fight got canceled when or he or beat the
2: dominic cruz though when he was all break dancing every time yeah that was cool <laughs> so crazy. yeah that was that was great <laughs> but i fuck like there's something about his face i hate it i just fucking hate which his one face. cody cody i yeah. fucking hate his face he's got hands
1: though he could he could definitely box that guy yeah yeah for I, sure. I
2: can't wait to uh if he fights tj some you know for him to actually fuck him up
1: yeah I, I, that's one I want to see that one or if he fights uh, Demetrius Johnson mm-hmm. and you know what I also want to see is uh, Yoel Romero go up to 205 yeah there's a lot of good fights for him at 205 man
2: I was so disappointed in this last when fight he lost to Robert Whitaker yeah. yeah sucks dude and he got he got robbed from fighting the champ that that he should have this fight should have been bisping yeah but because Bisbean was on a hold with the whole gsp maybe and now that,
1: that's not going to happen yeah from from uh, my understanding is that he was supposed to fight uh supposed to fight gsp at 185 mm-hmm. and then gsp said he wasn't ready he was supposed to fight in october so the fight got pushed back and i think that Bisbean got injured like he had to get knee surgery or something mm. And then that's why the yeah. Yo, Romero
2: thing got put on hold as well. So then he fought Whitaker, and now he, now Whitaker's For gonna fight. Yeah, Whitaker's gonna fight Bisping now.
1: Yeah. So now yeah. it's gonna be Whitaker and, and Bisping as soon as he comes back. But yeah. I don't know. I, the whole interim title thing—it's like it's that's just, so stupid. Yeah, too. I don't. I don't he, like the idea of that. They it off. should just be it's just the, it's the not a real room belt. container. Belt. Yeah, because be it's the, like you get The it. number one contender. like yeah, just uh, the backup until the the real champ comes back. So, about.
2: like, the guy that's supposed to fight the champ, he's con- he's called the number
1: one contender? Or? It's like the undisputed, Un- undisputed, and then, like, when they unify the belt. So, I think it's undisputed, which is the first undisputed champion, and then it goes interim, which is the runner-up, basically. That would be the number two in the ranking, then, or something. I think he would be considered number one, and then... Because the number one contender would be the challenger or the interim. Uh, I think that's how it goes. I don't yeah. know.
2: I, don't, I might be mistaken. So, but uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to see Yo And it sucks, yo You could tell he got he got gassed out. Yeah, he got so tired,
1: dude. But it's amazing on how athletic he is for forty. Yeah, like he does flips and stuff. And yeah, you know, the, <laughs> forty years yeah. old right there, dude. That that gives me hope. Yeah, yeah, dude. I gotta
2: stop eating cheeseburgers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just um the the fight i'm really looking forward to is with my favorite fighter john jones
1: ooh him and cormier that's gonna be good as long as nothing happens because like jones is dude that guy has like he has like the the perfect body for it he's got like like his wingspans like seven feet across Mm -hmm. and he's like six foot five 205 just lean wrestling background yeah unorthodox striking from you know yeah. he's stopped everybody yeah dude that's gonna be good yeah because he stopped a lot of guys me vitor yeah uh he, he stopped a lot a lot of good guys cormier already mm-hmm. well, I, well that went to decision but but i'm just curious on if he if he you know i'm hoping that he gets all his his issues in order you know yeah Cause he's been out of the fight game for a long time, mm-hmm. and it didn't look good for him. And when he fought Ovin St. yeah,
2: yeah, he, he even said it. I was gonna ask you though. So, how long have you been doing your podcast?
1: I've uh, been. It's been like doing it a couple of years, but it's been kind of like on and off. Cause on it, and off. What's it called? Word, Reno Nonsense. Reno Nonsense. Yeah, you can find it on iTunes and YouTube and stuff.
2: And what? What, what do you guys? What, you have a co-host.
1: Yeah, I also got a co-host. Uh, sometimes it's my buddy Kevin Rich, who's like our engineer, who knows how to set up everything, and also yeah. my buddy Norbert Parrot, and you know, yeah, and that's it. Mean. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then um, then you do comedy out here. Yeah, I do stand up comedy, but like I said, uh, I've been working so much, so it's like I've been trying to get back. But like we're out of the entire whatever it is so now that we're going to start stop getting the overtime so now i'm going to start coming back out here and yeah so
2: you live out here yeah i live
1: out here oh okay but you know you work far away not really but it it, it's a place that requires a lot of hours yeah we're working like 5 11s right now wow yeah that's a lot of work so so like tonight i gotta be out tomorrow i gotta be up like at five in the morning yeah 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 Yeah. get off Late. A lot, lot of overtime, though. That yeah. money. Get that, that Conor McGregor money. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, dude. Because I was thinking about, it's like, uh, with Conor McGregor making so much money. But, like, if I had 75000000 million, I'd probably just keep it simple and just drive a Datsun. Yeah. <laughs> I'd drive a Datsun and, like, deliver pizza.
2: Deliver pizza. I yeah. I would I would definitely not go all out because then you see people, like, you know, like, 50 Cent just... Instagram, you know, fake the 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 bankruptcy. Yeah, and, and then, then spending so much money, the Mike Tyson's, the MC yeah. Hammers of the world that blew all their money. Yeah, you know, because
1: you could get rich quick, and then like everyone just goes broke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, especially a lot of like like. Alito. Well, he didn't hear me. Salido <laughs> so yeah. just walked into the club. But well, I always like it when he like had that thing when he got sued or whatever, and then he had like pictures of Instagram of like after he went bankrupt but just like like refrigerator just like mm-hmm. stacks of cash and yeah. the coffee table and stuff it was
2: crazy to see to see him uh when he filed for bankruptcy to see him like exp like kind of exposed like the veil was off the whole money thing yeah when you saw 50 cents say no that's those were rented oh yeah. yeah the jewelry we were yeah those are rented yeah yeah that's not really mine but at the same time what if he's just being smart and, and pretending that it's not his?
1: Yeah. Because it I, really is. It, I think it's like a like a rich guy move. Like someone tries to sue you, uh-huh. say for like $2 million. So then you just claim bankruptcy so you don't have to pay that money. Yeah. And then also, like the longer the case goes on, they still don't get their money, but they still have to pay for yeah. their lawyers yeah. and all that. And then eventually it's going to be like, well, we're not going to get our money. So would you guys just settle for something lower? And mm-hmm. then... I think that's how it goes. In the yeah, just game. a
2: lot of back and forth. And yeah.
1: The fucking lawyers. Yeah. And then lawyers, man, they get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They get that Dotson money. <laughs> pretty much what it is.
2: And Dotson money. Yeah. Bitches love Dotsons.
1: Hell yeah. There's like so many cougars that go go crazy. Did you grow up out that. here? Yeah, I did. Actually, I grew up in uh, Wadsworth, which is like 30 miles from here, but it's an Indian Wadsworth. reservation. Out towards Fernley but there's oh, like a yeah. little Indian reservation that's right there that's right yeah I actually
2: when I worked for charter um, and I would do jobs in Fernley mm-hmm. when, when that would uh, it's you know they would send me give me a whole route in Fernley yeah I like the the, the the drive it was a really nice drive going to Fernley yeah and then sometimes they would give me jobs in Wadsworth and that's like 15 minutes mm-hmm. back like towards Reno right yeah and then you and then it, you turn north yeah right okay yep. That's the yeah line. i went to a couple houses there Oof. did their cable and it's it, it it was crazy how almost everybody knows each everybody
1: knows each other right yeah it's like, crazy pretty much everyone's related to one another yeah so they have like an elementary school so like everyone, everyone's parents, they grew up together. Mm-hmm. So their kids go to the, the school. Yeah. Now you kind of see it go full circle, you said, now my generation, those, those people that have kids, their kids are going to that school. Yeah. So it's just like, it, you see it all this, I don't know. It, so what's your tribe? Paiute. Paiute, okay. I'm Pyramid Lake Paiute, and my dad's side, he's Navajo. But they, I'm actually enrolled through, through the Pyramid Lake. Yeah, that's, yeah.
2: that's cool, dude. Yeah. Um. So it, it, how how does that work when, when you're native? Isn't there like some kind of benefits you get from the government and stuff?
1: Uh, I think they get like their health care is like, all right. Like I think they get like free dental and for, but like you have to, had to drive all the way out there so yeah. it's almost kind of like like by the time you spend the money for glasses here yeah that would have saved you it's like basically getting gas oh, okay. money out there so it's like a it's a trade-off isn't there grants too for sc- for college yeah i think they have grants for for school for colleges and things like that but uh they also get like it never used to always happen but like now they're starting to like actually get money mm-hmm. so they're like yeah here's like they don't go like gangster and give you like a jar like every year they'll give you like a few hundred bucks for like Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Oh cool. Yeah but I usually just give it to my mom. Yeah Yeah. and does your family live over there still? They still live over there yeah. 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 What made you want to leave the tribe? Oh work work? Work out here cause like the place I work it just rhymes with Uh (laughs) shmamazon.com so like they they shut down in Fernley so now I um, they moved up here Oh, okay. So now the friendly one shut down? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I worked there back in 05.
2: They, they had just opened maybe two years prior. Yeah. And uh, it was through a, an agency. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing like holiday work, trying to get some extra cash. Yep. And they're paying pretty good money. Yeah. And uh, so out of like 30 people, they selected me and this other guy to be the safety coordinators oh yeah that's a good job that's a good one yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. i got lucky and i got that instead of doing like the shipping the receipt because everybody it was almost by like um they said they did the whole pick a number type it was almost like a raffle type of thing yeah and there, no one had a choice of what they were gonna do yeah so then me and this other guy they we would wear safety vests mm-hmm. and then um uh, I think it was a, what do you call that? A paper clip or clipboard? Clipboard, yeah. And and then uh, I think they gave us also like a disposable camera. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was, you know, it was the, disposable. Was the <laughs> disposable. Yeah. It was a disposable camera so we could take pictures and we found something that was not safe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny because I had to like develop it. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And then we had to um, walk around the whole warehouse, do our runs. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like being a security guard, but you're the safety coordinator. (laughs) So we would make sure they train us how to, how to, how people are supposed to cut boxes and Mm -hmm. open it. You have to open away from you. and, And if we catch anybody doing it, give them a warning. And then later on, you could give them like a little slip. Yeah. Indocumented. So it was like a
1: coaching. So we're pretty much the snitches. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
1: funny. That's crazy. They closed that one down, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was like a problem with like the the person that owned the land or something like that. Really? That place was huge. Yeah. So now they got this other place now. It's all right. But it's like it's all big stuff now. So it's just like tables. Where's it at? Over uh, you head out towards Stead. Uh-huh. And then it's like right on the left-hand side, can't miss it. There's like one giant building that's right over there. Yeah, but wow, but it pays the bills. so. Yeah, so you got a job there, and that's and you moved out. Yeah,
2: and then, um, but you still go back and visit family and everything.
1: I try to, but like I said, we've been for like the past month and a half. We've been still in these yeah these five elevens, pretty much, uh-huh. or five tens, or yeah, whatever. It is. By the time, because like my schedule is be Monday, Tuesday, I'm off Wednesday thursday friday saturday i gotta come in
2: oh so then like
1: my weekend's shot and by the time yeah by the time you get my one day off for sunday yeah i mean you you still have to get groceries and go gas and all that that's like your errand day do people like from
2: wadsworth like the people you grew up with do they look at you like look at him he thinks he's all badass he left for a tribe <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure there is but yeah. like <laughs> by the time I got to middle school I had the choice of either going to to the Pyramid Lake School uh-huh. which is out in Nixon which is like the native native hardcore you can get and then I went to Fernley instead mm. so I got whitewashed oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> like I don't I don't I talk a lot more different yeah yeah like like a lot of them they listen to like power music but I listen to like Offspring and No Doubt yeah so that's cool
2: dude. I got this let me give a shout out I'm give a shout out to one some homies I met um in, in a show in Vegas and mm-hmm. then we became on uh friends on Facebook. He's he's also native and I think they live him and his wife, um, let me see where they live. In in Dulson, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Do you know yeah. what tribe that is? I'd see there gotta be Navajo or Hopi somewhere out there. Probably yeah. So i they're hella cool he, He's a Hip hop artist mm-hmm. He has some really good Good songs on uh, YouTube and stuff You gotta send it to me Yeah dude Uh, So Shout out to Trax IB Days And his wife Let's see his wife They're hella cool, dude They're like
1: very supportive Yeah Cause my dad He's from New Mexico But he's from uh, Shiprock But the only two tribes I think that they have There's just the Navajo side And there's also Hopi Here so, it is yeah. Shout out to, to Tree Faye yeah,
2: Gallegos, but yeah, this they're, they're pretty cool. They went to the show, mm-hmm. and her and her uh, husband. Let me see if I got a picture of the husband. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're hella cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the the links, man. He he has some dope traps uh, tracks, and I I never I never been exposed to that that side of of the world uh, you know we, we're right here in america yeah in your fucking land yeah and i've never really known too much about it like there i'm like there's natives that do hip hop. what the yeah, fuck
1: yeah yeah they have all kinds man it's yeah weird.
2: like they have this community and they do shows and they travel and do stuff like that
1: yeah because you'll either meet them they're they're like into powwows mm-hmm. and they're like drummers or singer dancers or whatever they yeah. do or you also have cowboys, which they're they're still around. Yeah. And then then you'll have the, the guys who got in the hip hop game. Mostly the time, though, they had friends from L.A. or yeah San Diego or wherever. Because like yeah. it was like that in Fernley. But I had you know you met meet some people from Ventura, you meet uh-huh. some from L.A. or uh, Oakland. Yeah. And then you get exposed to that because back then there was no internet. Yeah. So whatever music they brought over is yeah. what you what you listen to. Yeah, the the only time I really had exposure to
2: natives is um, when I, I went to Worcester High School for a little bit. Oh, Worcester. And a lot of them were from, um, I guess, I don't know if it's still around, but it was East Second Blood Gang or something. Yeah. They were all bloods. That was like back in the 90s. Back in the 90s, dude. Yeah. Uh, so it was always the, the natives would fight the Mexicans because mm-hmm. the Mexicans would wear blue. Yeah. And I was like... You fucking idiots! You guys are all the same
1: shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's weird because I I remember they used to have a uh, powwows over at the the colony. Yeah,
2: on the Second Street. Yeah,
1: my my parents they were salesmen, so they would sell like drums. The paint. They, my dad does paintings on feathers and stuff, and he would try uh-huh. to sell them. But like I remember as a kid going over there, and on the stop signs you see like their the little gang logo, inside uh-huh. Second Street Bloods yeah. or whatever. But they, you would see it like everywhere. Now mm-hmm. you don't really see that anymore. Yeah, I think it's because now you Not can't a lot really gangs anymore. I think it's the reason why is because MMA came along, so like the nerds are like all in the MMA now. So you yeah. don't know exactly <laughs> who can kick ass and who cannot. Yeah, because you that's get, true. get some killers at one forty. Yeah, at, uh, weigh one hundred forty pounds, and they. Yeah, yeah, they could submit some guys.
2: It's crazy when you see those street fights on YouTube, like yeah. the bras, and then when you see someone that knows, Ooh. that has the MMA background. Yeah,
1: it's it's scary because like a lot of them, they they throw that overhand right, that left overhand right, and then they just get shooting, in, and yeah. they get picked up, and they get thrown down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. You still do jujitsu sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. But like with the work schedule. It's like, yeah, it's tough, huh? Like I'm, I gotta work on getting my blue belt. So what well, yeah, comes
2: first? What's white belt, then blue white,
1: belt? White, blue, purple, brown, and then black. Oh, okay. yeah, Yeah. But, my like, friend. everyone I know is moving up. Everyone I know is. That was... When I started, uh, Martin, my instructor, his name was Matt Wipa. He moved out to Virginia City, but he was a purple belt. Like, now he's, like... He won... Uh, I think he won the World uh, world Naga. I think he won the Naga tournament. Uh-huh. Which is kind of like the... I'm not exactly sure, but somewhere out in... Uh, New uh, Virginia City somewhere out there or not uh, West Virginia or yeah. one of those I don't know one of those but now he's like a brown belt but like everyone I know is all moving up in belts and I, I stayed the same oh wow I'm still the white belt because uh, in order for me to like move up I have to like affiliate with the gym pay my fees and all that yeah. but like I'm so busy all the time all I can do is just do drop-ins yeah. sometimes by the time I get off of work I'm just wiped out
2: yeah 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 that's true you gotta be Involved, yeah, you really
1: got to be involved in it because uh, it's always a plane flying by. Mm. But uh, the first school I went to was uh, 10th Planet over in Yuma, Arizona. That was the first oh, school, yeah. yeah. The,
2: uh, Eddie Bravos, yeah.
1: They had an instructor under I think his name was Brian. I only went there for like two months and I moved back to over here, yeah. And then went to uh, it got weird because like Fernley had a Charles Gracie school and they also had a Otto school which is under Andre Gaval. Then they had like this weird like affiliation thing, so then that got weird. Yeah. It's like a it's like an Assassin's Creed kind of thing. Yeah. Like you don't know who's affiliated with what. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So like there's some places you could go, like if you buy their shirt, if you go to other gyms, they'll they'll call you out. If you wear like the, the different the rival gyms. Yeah. Like you can't if you wear like a conviction martial arts, which is under autos, yeah. If you go to Reno Combat Academy, like the coach he pulled me aside, he's like, Yeah, do me a favor, don't wear that again. Yeah Yeah I didn't know that
2: was like a thing Yeah I guess I mean It's always like Like Joe Rogan says uh, Like humans are so tribal mm-hmm. <laughs> You know like Oh you're affiliated with that No No You can't be part of that Or you can't do this You.
1: It's strange You're part of our crew You can't be hanging out yeah. with them Yeah You can't Like if you're There's Like here There's Otto's And there's Charles Gracie mm-hmm. And I think that's the only two schools that are here Yeah Yeah I but there's one, also Reno Combat Academy too. I never
2: got into a gang Or anything But I was Obviously I was Around it Because friends Got into it and shit Yeah Then I remember one time um, I took a picture we're, We were like Ditching or something I took a picture With some some Kids that were In this gang Called MBR. Mm-hmm. And then my friends Went to elementary With them And then uh, But they are Throwing their signs You know yes. I was just in the picture Yeah and some some girls by a tree at a park. Mm-hmm. Then uh, a friend saw that a friend that was I think I don't even know the gangs now no more. But uh, I don't know if it was called SLS or BP Brown Pride. Fuck, all this memories coming back right <laughs> now. But um, they saw the picture and they were like, "What's up? You you you're an MBR now." I'm like, "What? Yeah. No, I was in the fucking picture. Yeah. We're all out ditching <laughs> at a park, That's and so I happened funny. to be in the picture." By a fucking tree. Yeah. And uh you know, if anything, I was probably throwing the peace sign or something. <laughs> <laughs> Back then. Yeah, there was yeah. like, but I never, and then they were, I remember seeing that as like, oh, well, if you're going to be kicking with them, you can't be kicking with us. I'm like,
1: what the yeah. fuck? It's kind of like that it's too. It's so stupid. When you get into like high school, because you have friends who are in, into that and yeah. they don't get along with other friends or that, it's like, you know, that, in it's so like many, that.
2: So many things and it's so fucking stupid. It's like, in Reno, like or, or, or towns like Reno, that are not that big, if you work a comedy club, the mm-hmm. other comedy club in towns like oh, you're going to work with them. You can't work with us. Yeah, Shit it's like, like that. that.
1: I know. I noticed that too. Yeah. It's like if you if you're friends with a certain comedian, yeah, then they don't like you over there. Or yeah. like certain comics are accepted at certain areas. And yeah. Like oh yeah, you're with him. No. So like that's I, weird. I'm friends with
2: Wayne here at Reno Tahoe. Yeah. And uh, so I I'm not in need i'm not like a full-time comic where i'm i need a a gig every fucking week yeah so it's not like i'm desperate I'm trying to get a spot at the laugh factory here in I vegas or or come out and do a bar show that's booked mm-hmm. because in a way if he sees that it's like oh well then if you're gonna do those bar shows because sees it like it's my business is being you're taking but because I'm friends with them out mm-hmm. of respect I'm like no I'm just gonna work with you and if I do spots in other places like Third Street I mean that's an open mic but if I do other spots in Reno if I have the time when I come out here mm-hmm. I'll do them I just don't promote them yeah that's the way to do it you know how when you hear a comedian saying I'm uh, there's gonna be some secret com- secret uh, guest spots yeah it's because a certain comic probably has like like let's say when Tony Hinchcliffe had a he was headlining at this comedy club in Houston uh-huh and Red Band was gonna be doing this other thing at another comedy club. Oh, right next, okay. Yeah, so he's like, you're gonna have some secret guests. We can't say who it is, but if you, if you look at my website, you'll see who I'm with, <laughs> or something, you know, like they're giving yeah, hints. Yeah. But it's the same thing with comedy clubs. You work this club, you can't work that club. But not every comedy club. Like, It used to be like that, like in LA, with you hear stories of the comedy store, Mitzi mm-hmm. Shore, Saying if you're going to work at the improv with Buzz Friedman, then you can't you know, work here then. And, and uh, that's why I love this new show called I'm Dying Up Here. Have you seen it? No. It's on Showtime right now. Such a great show. It's um, based on this book that tells a history of the comedy store of the comics from the 70s. Yeah. And it leads up to when they went on strike because they weren't getting paid at the comedy store.
1: Oh. They
2: were just, Mitzi was developing these comics to become Vegas acts. So they could go to Whoa. and perform in Vegas. That was her mentality was to develop a comedian until he gets better. Eventually she'll send him to Vegas. Whoa. Yeah. And and she had a comedy store in Vegas. I think it was at the Sands or the Dunes
1: hotel. Is that still there?
2: No, hell no. The fucking building's not there. Whoa. Probably got imploded a long time ago. Yeah. I think it was the Dunes. All all the older casinos are done, like Riviera, that's done. It got imploded last year. Oh yeah. But um so that was her plan right so this show is based on that and they use fictional characters to represent real characters like there's this mexican guy and obviously it's freddie prince junior or no senior Senior. (laughs) uh so there's a bunch of different actors in the show and Uh it's produced by jim carrey he's a he's a executive producer really yeah dude that's cool because jim carrey was a comedy Store. that's cool so anyway on on one of the episodes they show the rivalry where there's um buzz freeman they don't call him buzz freeman but he's the one that started the improv Mm -hmm. the comics are going to his club because he's offering free buffet for the comics or free food so they're like going over there and then when mitzi finds out like oh well you keep performing over there enjoy the food over there but the comics are like but you don't pay us anything like we're trying to live out here we're trying to you know they have day jobs yeah trying to live that dream of being a comedian Uh uh-huh and uh yeah i mean but it's not like that no more i guess in la and in vegas it's definitely not like that like at the comedy club i work at Mm -hmm. las vegas live comedy and and la comedy club the owners are hella cool they're like they know if you're a comic your job as a comic is to go out there and perform yeah and to get better yeah so they don't care if someone does the laugh factory or brad garrett's Mm -hmm. you know
1: that's so strange but yeah. like now it seems like the economy is starting to pick up because like a couple of years ago remember when everyone was losing jobs and all yeah. that stuff yeah now it feels like it's actually picking up now so it's like yeah. you know the money's there so yeah. now because I, I remember when i first started they never had a they had the laugh factory they used to have the catch a rising storm. yeah that was yeah. the one
0: yeah but, but
1: that and that that got shut down like soon as i really i was probably like about not even a year in, yeah. and that went down. Yeah. But then they said, "Yeah, Laugh Factory's up." But then, you know, they have their rolodex of comedians that go there. Yeah. But you also still got the Pioneer Underground over here.
2: Yeah. They they Pioneer Underground's been around for probably like six seven years now, and it's cool. Like, uh, I remember I did Third Street back in 2011, and the the guy that was the host. Uh, he recommended me to Wayne here. Wayne oh, Wright. Oh, okay. So he, he's like, hey, I know this spot where you could probably do a guest spot. It's a comedy club. You ever done a comedy club? I didn't know shit about comedy clubs. You yeah. Know? I just thought, just go out there, perform, and get better, and then eventually you become a headliner. Mm-hmm. And when I started, I thought the path to that was really quick, and I, I'm barely now becoming a feature. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been six years. And I know there's other comics that have been doing it less than me that already headline, mm-hmm. but they're garbage. Yeah. You know, because the mentality of a lot of people is, I just started comedy. How much minutes you got? I got about 40, probably 35 strong. Mm-hmm. But when you see them perform, all they're doing it's, is yeah, talking to the crowd not, or a yeah. lot of, and they don't know they're bombing, they're delusional. Mm-hmm. And it's like- That's why I love Joey Diaz when he talks about, uh, like, he's like, he's been headlining for like 10 years. Yeah. And I heard him on the podcast. He's like, I've been headlining for a while now, 10 years, but I'm not really a headliner. I I, I haven't been a real headliner until two years ago. So he's like, so it's like, I thought the path was so short. I thought, oh, I'm going to get up there quick and quit my day job. Here I am still working on it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And trying to become a pro. And uh, I got that spot here at com- uh, Reno Tahoe Comedy. And ever since that, uh, every time I ended up moving from Vegas, Reno to Vegas, and now every time I come back, I, I come here and perform. That's good, so, though.
1: But, it's uh, like, especially when you start, man. It's 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 a lot of writing, and it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. And you don't exactly know what works with what, but as soon as, like, because you've been doing it for what six years now? about six years but i think the amazing part is like barely scratching the surface you know when you i think when you start with six years and then if you just keep at it when from day one four mm-hmm. or five years from now you're gonna have something yeah. a skill that no one else has even the shittiest
2: comic after you see them five years ten years performing
1: they're way better because the more you do it mm-hmm. you will get better yeah And also I think what helps too is like when you go and see other people perform and you see on what works what doesn't work but you'll get their timing Mm -hmm. the sense of the what to read the crowd and what yeah yeah there's like I got
2: I got these two buddies in in Houston David Nunez and Che Rollins that they both just father and son Mm hmm they have such a great relationship they do a podcast together too talk about porn and all this shit it's like they have a cool relationship it's like if I had a son I would like to have a relationship like that Yeah. they both went to do stand up comedy the first time together and um, that's one of the things I've mentioned to Dave is also watching pros do it Mm -hmm. watching a professional comic do it you can learn so much from it because if you just if you just hang around the open mics and and the the edgy comics the ones that yeah. I talk about nothing but buttholes and you know there's nothing wrong with dirty comedy i do dirty comedy but when you when you do the the those the, the comics that like to say the n-word on mm-hmm. stage to be edgy mm-hmm. and to get shock value laughs mm-hmm. you're going to become one of them and you keep hanging around those kind of people yeah so try to hang out with people that are funny people that are
1: and also good people you know there's a lot of shady people in comedy Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) I, I I didn't really know that was a thing until like later on, like you you see like their Facebook stories and they're like, they got like beef with whoever or they got drama with whoever. Yeah. But I, I think that's a very important lesson. Like if you get in the up, try to branch out as much as you can and get exposed to much as you can. And there's,
2: yeah. And a lot of people like to make enemies right off the bat. They're very combative on Facebook and stuff like that. And in 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 the end of uh like you know how people say oh at the end of the day you know like at the end of the day it's really comics that are gonna help you though yeah so it's better to just have a better fucking relationship with other comics even the ones that you think are shady and the assholes mm-hmm. don't be combative with them be sneaky and be cool with them don't let them know that you're not cool with them you know you're not cool with them yeah you know you can't trust them but don't make them an enemy you know, like keep your enemies your keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I've gotten work out of people that I don't necessarily like, or I think, or I don't respect. Like, let's say they're comedy, or mm-hmm. and I've heard bad shit about them. Mm-hmm. But I get work out of it on some pe- some some places, you know. Mm-hmm. And I get booked to do shows, and it's always what I remember um, Conan O'Brien say. One of uh, the last show he did. When he left the tonight show. Yeah. One of the last things he said, he said, Comics, people, whatever you do in life, never be cynical. Don't be cynical. You know? Be always good to people. Be gracious, you know, like and cynical. I I'm like, what the fuck? Cynical means. I looked it up on the dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) And it's being like an evil person that goes behind people's back just talking shit. Yeah. Trying to fuck up other comics. Like Saying, oh, you shouldn't book this comic or, you know, Mm -hmm. fuck up other comics' path to their dream. Shit like that, you know?
1: Yeah, and that that is really true because when you start burning off bridges with people and you start being native around people, that comes back around like, uh, who's it, Kramer? Yeah. You know, and then he got like filmed, and then that's oh, like yeah. that. Like even though that can happen, yeah, but but you got to learn to like keep your cool and just roll with it, you know. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you get bad crowds, and mm-hmm. it's it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah, you have the bad crowds, especially if you go to like a, like a like a bar gig, and then the game's playing in the background, yeah. and then it's like yeah, turn that up and doing this. Yeah, sometimes you just got to roll with it and yeah. do the best you can with what you have. Sometimes. Yeah, but like as soon as you start being negative, and mm-hmm. that comes back around. In Vegas, there,
2: just recently, two two of the people I'm uh, I'm friends with, two comics. One comic was running a show. It was an open mic, and the crowd was really rowdy, really mm-hmm. wild. And the other comic showed up, and we were trying to do a spot. And he asked the 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 guy that runs the open mic mm-hmm. to tame the crowd down, to tell him to hey, keep it down, keep it quiet, you know. And I know he was just concerned about going on stage and people weren't going to listen to him, yeah, and stuff. So he, I guess, he told him to do so, and then the the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll tell him." And but then he, he saw the, the guy that runs the show on the back talking, so he got mad at him, and then they almost got he he got so pissed that his set was probably not going good. Yeah, he wanted to fight him. They started mm-hmm. like almost going at it. But you're gonna get shows like that where they're really loud. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get some shows where they're really really rowdy, and what are you gonna do? You're gonna fight every time the host doesn't fucking yeah tame the crowd down you can't do that you got to get used to it you got to get used to the environment where it could get hectic sometimes mm-hmm. um, there's going to be times where you're going to perform in front of audiences that feels like you're at the star wars cantina
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know
1: everybody's <laughs> loud everybody's after each other like and no one's listening to you and sometimes like <laughs> if you if you call out people sometimes they get really offended especially everyone's drinking yeah someone uh, i remember there was uh, they did a, a third street third street open mic just like and then yeah. they had a different host that w- that wasn't pat they had someone else do uh-huh. it and then like uh one of the, the guy who was supposed to be hosting he had like a giant like flashlight and stuff and then he was just joking with someone before the show at at a bar mm-hmm. and the guy was a marine and he's like yeah, something they were like joking about something like with a flashlight and then it's like yeah the the comedian host he's like yeah it's gonna go in your mom or whatever but like he was, he was just joking around mm-hmm. but the guy took it offense to it and they he fought he basically beat beat up the host right right in front At of everyone yeah he like, fucked him up yeah like it was crazy oh shit what like, happened like almost a year ago like I aw. didn't hear about it oh yeah nobody recorded it no Fuck. Okay, it happened so fast but it was like a. I would have recorded that shit but the host he was like he was really small but like the guy was a marine the guy that he was was it
2: Brandon Lara no oh that would have been so funny no I'll the, tell you little, after little Brandon Lara Let's okay just, yeah tell me later yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like
1: oh that was
2: yeah here, here let me pause it let me pause it and then
1: <laughs> wow yeah. it was that guy yeah it was him that right. guy's a nice guy too I know But like <laughs> He was being himself That's like how he always is And then uh, He got fucked up bad though? Yeah Like It was him and Like the Marine And his buddy Oh my yeah, god Yeah And then, you know Your Marines are shredded now Like the, you got the Marines And yeah. they're watching UFC They got the ground game Yeah You know And then like, like Dude, uh, This he, guy's so small though Yeah Wow And then like The guy got him in a guillotine He's probably smaller than uh, Brandon Lara So like and then the guy was like uh it happened like right where that where that bar's at and then they have that, that hallway did the cops get involved no. Oh by
2: the by the hallway yeah yeah I know so you work. know that
1: hallway and they yeah. have an ATM machine in there yeah. and they started fighting in there but then like did the other guy the comedian did he actually defend himself did he, he try tried to, to but like you know he's he's a small guy yeah. there's two of them and then like I remember running to the hallway and I li- I, saw, I saw how big the guy was. I'm like, fuck that. I ain't yeah. Gonna so that how did they stop the fight? I guess uh, the either the bartender or Mikkel? someone. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, from, like, I don't remember if it was Mickle he was there. I don't remember if he oh, was okay. there. But it was, like, them, and then they just, like, broke up the fight. But, like, wow. I remember him yelling. It's like like, like one of the guys I was running past him was like, dude, that guy has a knife. It's like, oh, wow. shit, he's got a knife? I ain't going to go to anyone with wow. a knife. Wow, so,
2: so crazy, dude. So Marine dangerous. Marine with a knife? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's dangerous, dude. I'm always thinking, like, you know how there's always shootings, um, random shootings in different places. Mm-hmm. I'm always afraid that there might be a shooting at a comedy club. Like, there was one last year at the comedy store, Yeah, but it's unrelated to comedy. Yeah. It was some, um, some black dude uh, that was, there was a hit on some guy. And oh, they never okay. caught the guy that killed him. He just showed up in the hoodie and shot him. They knew he were, where he was. The mm-hmm. guy was outside. They sh- he got shot front of comics it was crazy when yeah. they happened last year yeah because um, sometimes they do happen i was following it live red band posted something about it mm-hmm. um and then uh he uh he was doing periscope oh recording yeah from afar because they made everybody evacuate the comedy store and stuff but I, i'm always thinking like and, and i hope it i hope it doesn't happen i i think about it hoping it doesn't happen because mm-hmm. it's scary i work in fucking comedy clubs mm-hmm. and What's up, motherfucker? Come here. Salito. <laughs> oh, I saw you walking and I was yelling at you and you had your headphones on. Oh, shit, Can you borrow that real quick? Say what's up, dude. What's up, this what's up, guys? Salito. What's up, guys? I've been on here before. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Sammy's cousin. Give me a hug. Fuck. Oh, Rock. How you doing, brother? Sammy. Go ahead. Grab it real quick. Yeah yeah. You got a second? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. just setting up the bar. Setting up your bartending tonight? Yes sir. Oh cool, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, good to see you, man. Yeah
0: yeah, dude. Yeah, me and Sammy are gonna kill out the bar and then uh Okay. Wayne's gonna let me do the announcements, so
2: Oh yeah? Yeah. Fuck dude. yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm So Saulito, he's been have you met Saulito? No. This is Lino. Second. He's a comic. Lino,
0: Saul, so, nice yeah. to meet you, man.
2: So we're doing a swap cast. This is gonna go on his podcast. Okay, cool. In my podcast. And um but yeah, he's cousin with Sammy. And I know these guys yeah. since we are kids.
0: He's he's, uh, he's practically my dad.
2: Yeah, almost. I used to yeah. have a crush on his mom before he was born. Uh-huh. So I used to say, yeah. when he was born, I said, he was my son.
0: And then when I was we, like six when years we finally reunited after all those years, Like I, I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, so I call him puppy now,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, so what happened? Uh, so tonight we're doing a show with Kevin Farley and... Uh, you sent me a text. What happened? With, what, what's going on with that? We're yeah, gonna, so
0: so last night we were closing up the show, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Wayne, the owner of the Comedy Club, and Chris Farley were talking. Kevin.
2: <laughs> Kevin, I'm sorry. Who did <laughs> he's, I say? He said Chris. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got to be careful,
0: too, dude. I'm all flustered. Dude, I heard...
2: Sammy scared of the shit out I of me. Mean, he's like, "Dude, do not say Chris Farley in front of him because he yeah. gets sad." Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, "Okay, I got to make yeah. sure I say." Kevin. I mean,
0: he he mentions his brother by himself. though. Yeah, dude, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just so um, but, that's uh, why I'm glad I'm not hosting because I fuck names all the time. I know. Yeah, yeah. You hell so fuck names God, up names all the time. Okay. You you even fuck up your own name. Dude. I do fuck up my <laughs> own name. <laughs> all my <laughs> you names. You call yourself Danny all of a sudden yeah. and they're like, "Who? Danny, Daniel?" Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. No. Yeah. They were talking and then um, and then and then Wayne was just like, oh, "I gotta call Freddie because." Kevin wants to do a podcast Uh and so he called you but you didn't answer so then I was like oh shit well fuck I gotta let him know this is a big deal you know yeah yeah and so I called you you didn't answer so I just texted you I was like hey uh Kevin Farley wants to do a podcast you know call Wayne you know and so I don't know uh if Wayne elaborated more with you
2: so I talked to Wayne and he what he said was we'll confirm tonight when Kevin shows up okay and we'll talk about it and see if we do a podcast so I brought the mics uh, got two more
0: mics So yeah. we could jump on it okay. You and Sammy and Hell yeah dude I'm down That'd be so crazy To do a podcast With Kevin Farley dude. Well he's he said He wants to do one Okay Yeah so you know So he was just like Well Freddy's here And he has a podcast so Yeah yeah Set him up you know That's awesome yeah, dude so ho- Yeah so yeah, Hopefully that happens tonight dude, yeah. For sure but either Thanks way, for man, throwing we're gonna, my name On there dude For sure dude yeah. like, Either way we're gonna Have a fun ass night dude
2: So I might have Kevin Farley on the next episode for, for your listeners, what's the name of your podcast
1: again? Uh, Reno Nonsense on iTunes and uh, on YouTube as well.
2: So, all you Reno Nonsense listeners, now you got to subscribe to my podcast to see if <laughs> <laughs> see if we end up having uh, Kevin. See if this happens. That'd be dope, though, that dude. That'd be dope. Dude. If dude. I have Kevin Farley on the podcast, I've had a lot of big people on the podcast, but that would be the biggest. That would be the biggest for sure. Even yeah. even though he might not be the biggest comic, but he has the most credits. Yeah, yeah, he's been in and, I mean, so yeah, I many mean, movies. Our, our
0: pre-sales are through the roof, man. I mean, really? yes, yesterday was a Thursday show, and we we were almost sold out. Really, for a Thursday show? Yeah, More we Thursday never we show. never really do that great on a Thursday yeah. unless it's a big name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yesterday we had a lot of fun, and you know we're expecting to sell out tonight for sure. So that's gonna be amazing, yeah. dude. He's a cool um, dude. I heard he, he's super nice, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. super cool. Yeah, he's, he's he. You know, usually big comics yeah. like that, they'll kind of you know do their own thing. They kind of isolate themselves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's right there with everybody. Oh, that's cool. But he's doing a show in Carson right now, so I'm sure he's gonna show up a little bit later. Okay. Um. But yeah, dude, I'm gonna get back to the bar. Oh yeah, get back over you know, there, dude. Yeah. Do
2: your thing. All right, cool, brother. Have We're gonna this? wrap this one up soon, too. All right, brother. See ya, man. That's Alito, Johnny Vega.
1: Nice. Yeah, he's been on the podcast several times. So Kevin Farley, he's Chris Farley's brother, huh? Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
2: I don't know if he's the older or younger, but they're out of all the brothers, all the siblings, he and Chris Farley look identical, dude. Have you seen him before? I am. I haven't met him. him right. I
1: know he came. I know he came here a couple times, but. Have
2: you seen this picture? No, no dude I uh, let me show you uh if you go to Reno Tahoe comedy Club, well, for the listeners they might might be a little too late when we upload this, but you see him Oh wow, I heard he's he, just like him. I heard he 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 sounds like him too a little bit. I heard him on podcast before. I've seen a a bit that he did on uh, online before like he's funny dude mm mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. I'm just doing a guest. Like a, they call it a special guest spot tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hosting. It's almost kind of like a feature spot. It's like 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, okay.
1: So who's who's hosting? It? I think uh,
2: Ant- his name is Anthony K. I heard he's really good too. Um, Are you sticking around for the show? Or yeah, you gotta, I'll,
1: I'll be at the show. Because yeah. you got to get up sure. early, huh? Yeah. 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 yeah I'll probably after the show, probably duck out of here. But okay, yeah. cool. So we you show. get to see the show then, dude. Yeah, for cool. sure. I'll be there.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's... It's going to be cool, dude, To We'll see what happens. Whether he's on the podcast or not, just the show tonight, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I haven't done a show in Reno since... Friday night's awesome. Last year in October, probably. It's been a while. Yeah. You and, were here the first time I uh, co-headlined. Yeah. Remember uh, that? With uh, Joey Diaz. No. Right? I don't. No, no. It was uh, Edwin San Juan was here that weekend, and I co-headlined. This is the very first time I headlined... Uh. I forgot the other guy's name but you sat in the front row over here yeah yeah and uh it was funny because you you had like a gatorade bottle or a snap oh, yeah, that was, i was like i uh, oh, just sneak that the, in the, the, the <laughs> citric
1: the citric green tea yeah yeah like, but i remember i i came and you were hosting and then uh hoping Joey that Diaz girl's was skirt too.
2: flies up that's so perverted <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> there's a girl man. crossing the street right now yeah holding down her purse her skirt anyway that was perverted so what happened
1: Oh, uh I was here when uh, also when you hosted oh, yeah. for Joey Diaz too. Oh,
2: you were here for that one yeah, too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's
1: cool. Cuz I was like, "Oh, I got to I got to see Joey Diaz cuz everyone knows Joey that's, Diaz." That was
2: to me that's like one of the best shows I ever
1: yeah, was a part me of. Too. Yeah.
2: Uh to be to be on the same show with one of my heroes in comedy. Mm-hmm. And then Wayne booked me for that show, the Booker. But then like a year later joey asked for me in vegas mm-hmm. and, I, and i did it again with him in at the south point casino oh. so he asked me to open for him and to be asked by him there's a difference there's a difference than when you're booked on the same show mm-hmm. than when you're asked by the headliner i'm like wow that's such an honor dude it was like fucking amazing so i worked with him two two days and we never discussed money or nothing and then at the end of the show gave me an envelope full of money you know <laughs>
1: that's crazy and
2: he took care of me you know so i was like i, w- I would have done it for free yeah but it was amazing to be able to
1: yeah
2: open for one of my heroes
1: yeah i like joey yeah he's like, great he's a yeah. great dude because i i recently went on amazon and i bought a bought his his special on a vinyl record oh wow yeah so now i got it i got i got that and then yeah maybe if he ever comes back i'll see if i can get him to sign it yeah dude yeah
2: yeah dude well cool man let's we should wrap this up yeah, show's gonna start it. soon i gotta take a shit yeah my pre what time does the show start starts at nine thirty. Nine thirty. so i yeah. got like an hour yeah i just gotta go take a shit get my list
1: my set list i hear ya. all right well cool, i'll be bro. at the show probably go grab some food and i'll see you at the show man okay cool dude yeah for sounds sure. good um i'll put you on my guest list so you could okay
2: um get in there uh you got your ID right. Yeah, I got mine. Yeah, so I'll put right. it under your name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sounds cool, good to brother. me. Where can people find you on social media, dude?
1: Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Lionel Bugay, L Y O N E L. You can also find my my uh, the podcast on on iTunes mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube called Reno Nonsense. Cool. I also got some uh, what you call it some. Um, some sketches and stuff that I do also on YouTube as well. So yeah, you got some good videos yeah, too. Yeah, you do Some so, funny videos. So hopefully uh, once I get out of this whole uh, work thing, uh-huh. uh I'll get start doing more of those. Yeah, and, dude. Yeah, let's do so. this again too, man. Yeah, for That'd sure. Be
2: dope. I'm down. And then uh you guys go to freddykorea.com. You can find my Instagram. All my social media is on there. Uh, and then uh the podcast. Thanks for the invite, podcast. You can find a link there too. Subscribe. Give us a five star review. Yeah. What what? All right, guys. Peace. (sniffs) See ya.